Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to try to get through this show without coughing. As, as you may or may not realize, I haven't done this show. I actually haven't done a show in the last couple of weeks because I've been battling bronchitis. So that's your fair warning if I go on a coughing fit, you know, sorry. Thanks for tuning in, though. Um, all coughing aside, you're listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Kelly. <coughs> See, there it goes. You know, Daylight Radio. We talk a lot. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, we talk a lot on this show about the law of attraction and letting go so you can move forward. And today's show is kind of a twist on that. Um you know, Kelly? a lot of people, yes, did I lose you? Somebody, yes, there you are. Hi, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, live radio people. Are you there? <laughs> you know, but a lot of times there's there's just oh, a lot of, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there's Kelly. just a, a lot, yeah, I I can hear you. Very strange. We are apparently having technical difficulties. Kelly? Because I can, yes, I'm gonna hang I can hear you. I don't know if it's me or there you, you go. or what, so I'm going to call back in. That's a great idea. All right. <laughs> I'm telling you, live radio is wonderful. We'll get Lisa back momentarily. And continue on with the show. Um. We talk on the show a lot about law of attraction and letting go and all of those things. And in the political climate, um, there she is. Hello, are you back? Okay, now we now we can't hear you. There you are. Am I back okay. on? <laughs> yes, you are back on. Yes. Okay. But, um, you know, I think my, today, what's wrong with my Bluetooth? That's weird. Okay, so sorry. I, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, no, but in the the political climate in the U.S. right now, it is just a hate fest, really. It is just um, one of the things about the law of attraction that people don't realize is it's working all the time, all the time. So when we are watching these, horrible, horrible things on, especially I've seen a lot lately on social media about um, Donald Trump and what he has said about women and how degrading it is. And it just plays into that whole rape culture that so many people think we've gotten past, like white privilege. So many people don't believe that there is such a thing as white privilege. Um, When we refuse to accept that those things are real, we are inadvertently not able to let them go, and we're attracting more and more and more of that. You know, we've, we've talked about law of attraction before and how if you have a bad day, that doesn't mean you're having more and more bad days. It doesn't mean that's what you're attracting. But we have to right. accept what is. You know, we have to accept it and look at it and say, oh, I'm accepting this, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. And then we can let that go and kind of diffuse some of that anger. I don't know. Well, you live in Texas, Lisa, so I'm sure you probably see a lot too. But we literally had a shooting, a gunfight 
out here the other night over the presidential race. Oh my God, are you serious? One, I'm sorry, that's yes, just one person was killed. Yeah, one person wow. was killed. Two people are still in the hospital. Oh wow! And it was because of the presidential race. And to me, it's because people that can't is control just, their anger. Right, and don't exactly. know a coping skill that's for it, exactly. and they like think it's okay to get angry like that. And wow, that's crazy. That's scary. It is very scary. But when you have someone, and I'm going to get on my political soapbox here for a minute because I and I never do this because I do. I really don't want to give him any more coverage than what he already gives. Quite frankly. Right. But when, when you have someone like Donald Trump who is inciting hate in people and anger in people and telling people to beat up other people and telling people that, well, that guy over there, that guy, that guy, there's that, that's the problem right there. Go get him. You know, that's really, really, really dangerous. Right. And, you know, it, whether you like him, you don't like him, you agree with his policies and you hate him personally, you just don't like the guy at all, it's, it's a conversation that we need to have in this country because there are, there are still pockets of this country, I promise you, where they are still fighting the Civil War and saying the South shall rise again and women are supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and, you know, people of any color whatsoever are looked down on and none of that is okay and we need to as a society stand up and say you know what that's not okay and it right. doesn't seem like we're really doing that successfully and what really annoys me the most i have to interject here is it's fine if you support him and if you support his policies but when you throw back more mud and you are completely skirting the fact that he only respects himself and that he has nothing but narcissistic tendencies, you are a bigger problem than he is. You are. I, you call me all you want. You send me hate mail. I don't care. If that is your attitude that you're going to tell somebody, I would much rather him be president than somebody who got a, um, a rapist off, a, you know, like, the charges dropped and he got away with rape and, and all this other stuff. If that's what you're going to throw back, instead of having a conversation, you are a bigger part of the problem than Trump. Now, I will throw this out there. I don't like either candidates, personalities or no, character or whatever. <laughs> I, I just want to throw – I am not saying I am a Hillary supporter because I don't like Trump's attitudes towards certain people. But it is it is alive and well in this country, particularly yeah, yeah. in the United States. You know, it really is. Yes. And so I just, you know, that's there's no there's not a lot of com- there is amazing conversation happening, but not as much as should be happening. No, and that is not getting the media coverage. The conversations that people are having in small communities, and I know we had one out here last night after the, the whole shooting. We had a, a community meeting and said, okay, look, this is, this is the deal here. You know, and the bottom line is I don't like either candidate either. I think we could have done much better. But um, the bottom line is the president this day and age is a figurehead leader. 
they cannot make their campaign promises come true, no matter what they are. They have to go through the House and the Senate and committees, and it takes a very long time. Right. But I swear to you, if one more person where I live gets in my face and say racism no longer exists because we have a black president, I'm going to start punching people because that is the (laughs) most ridiculous comment. You know, it's because one rapist was sentenced to prison decades ago. Does that mean rape no longer exists? Right. You know, that argument doesn't hold any water. And to me, that is further illustration about white privilege. White privilege does exist. I have through my life had many, many, many friends of color, and I can promise you white privilege exists. I have seen people that I love dearly treated horribly because of the color of their skin, and that is wrong in any, in any book, in any political party. No matter who you are, that is wrong to, to treat someone like they are beneath you because they happen to have a different skin tone. Right. But that is what is, is being brought to the forefront. And really, there are many, many, and I'm, I'm a Reiki master, as most of you know, and there are many, many healers right now who are behind the scenes sending love and light and transmuting the hate into love because that's kind of what we do. And the positive way to look at what's going on with all the mudslinging and all the anger and all the hate is to realize that only when we see something that needs to be changed can we change it. And that's the way I'm choosing to look at things. I know um, I haven't turned on my TV in weeks because I'm so tired of the political commercials. And here where I am in Arizona, we have so many things on the ballot this time and so many so many offices up for re-election or election, and, and the mudslinging just extends from the presidency all the way down to um, people trying to get marijuana legalized in Arizona and people who say, no, it's going to bring in, you know, we're just going to all go down the toilet. And I, literally someone was on TV last time. This, is, this, was my, this was my final straw when someone was on TV on the news. They were covering a um, – a discussion that was supposed to be a discussion on Prop 205 in Arizona, which is about marijuana legalization. And someone Uh got in front of the camera and says, no, we can't legalize marijuana. All of the hippies from California are going to move here and ruin the whole goddamn state. And that's what they put on the six o'clock news. (laughs) I don't even know how to uh, respond to that. <laughs> right, right. Wow. But that is, that is the depth of the stupidity that is being spewed out. And, you know, never mind that all of my friends who live where I live are, are hippies from California who are already here. So, hey, guess what, dude? We're already here. But um, that, that is what they chose. Here, there are people inside the facility having a debate and talking about how this can work and how this can benefit and what the drawbacks might be, having an intelligent conversation. And who do they put on TV? 
the moron out front. And I think our mainstream media has just gone so off on the go they've just gone over the deep end. They really have. They've just they've gone off into the deep end where it's all about sensationalist TV. And when our news broadcasts more closely resemble reality TV shows than unbiased news, I, it's it's time for me to not watch anymore. Right. So, you know, a lot of what you were talking about when we were talking about the show um, with recent things that Trump said and, um, you know, all of that stuff is quite frankly stuff that I have missed. Um, but based on what he has said in the past that I've heard, I can pretty much tell it wasn't very nice. <coughs> I I have to cough for a minute, so I'm going to mute myself. So feel free to comment. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say to that, um, but it is definitely more prevalent. And, and I've actually read something on Facebook, and I know Facebook is just what it is. But the point of this is there was a, a lady who was in her 50s. Actually, you know what? No, it was actually in a radio interview I listened to. She's in her 50s, and she has seen the progression of the media, and it used to not be this way. Now, and I'm not saying that there weren't biases or things along those lines um, in the past, but it was there was a lot more truth-telling. There wasn't a lot of fear-mongering, uh, things along those lines, and you know, now we just have access to it and people are throwing out their opinions. And, and my biggest issue is if you're going to argue, have logical arguments. It's okay if you support right, right. either candidate. But when you sit there and you, well, I'd rather have a person who this, 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 and this, and you're really not getting down to logical arguments, you're still putting your personal beliefs in it. And I know that's, that's somewhat important, but it's, it's bigger than that, and so, yeah, that's where I have my, well, my issues. Well, I think, to um, so many people, particularly old white men in this country, my daughter, I, I have been self-employed forever, so it really, especially in the real estate market, while it has impacted me um, from time to time, I have not seen that on a day-to-day basis in the workplace. However, my daughter is um, still working in a corporate situation. Um, granted, it's it's more of a resort area, which is a little bit more, you know, a little bit different. But um, she tells me, you know, it's it's the old white men still treat women like trash, and she sees it. And this is also in Texas, and you know, she sees it not only from the owners of the resort she works in. But um, she sees it in the guests where mm, all okay. white men will come in and they will treat the, the, um, the staff of the resort. And this is a very nice resort. And men will come in and treat the, the women staff members like they should just be walked on. Um, one of them, my, my daughter does not work the front desk. She is um, way upstairs in a in an office where they don't even want people, they don't even want guests to know she's there because she sort of is in charge of the concierge and making sure everybody is getting their massages and getting their, you know, whatever they have booked. So she doesn't really have personal contact with the guests. 
she sort of oversees right. everybody that does. And she happened to be down at the front desk one time um, having a discussion with a staff member. And a man came up to the front desk and said, hey, sweetie, you, you, the little red-haired girl, um, can you get me a cup of coffee, please? And number one, my daughter is 35. So, you know, <laughs> little red-haired girl, no, that don't fly. And And the fact that she was the boss of everyone there was completely lost on him. And she said, I said, what did you do? She says, well, first I laughed and said, I'm sorry, sir, if you're incapable of pouring yourself a cup of coffee, you have a deeper problem than I can help you with. And he was appalled and said, I demand to speak to the the manager. And all of the girls at the front desk turned around and pointed at my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, oh, and she says, yes, sir, <laughs> management. And, you know, she said, here, let me help, help, let me show you how to pour a cup of coffee. And it was just, she said it was so demeaning to her. I thought she handled right. it beautifully. But, you know, it was very demeaning to her. And when she told me about it, I said, wow, how often does that happen? And she said, at least once or twice a week, and it's always an old white guy. Wow. And that tells me that depending on where you are, you know, if if you work in an insurance office, you may not see that kind of stuff. But if you work in anything along the lines of the service industry or in the resorts, you know, or B&Bs or those kinds of of places, um, this is still happening on a daily basis. So when you get someone who is running for, what is billed as the top office in the free world. And he is absolutely saying it's okay to grope women and treat them like they are um, lesser people and look down on people of color. That's a problem. That's a society-wide problem. And I don't understand why people don't recognize it as that. And to say, well, it was back in 2005 when just recently he was on an interview, asked what he had in in common with his daughter, and she said golf and something else, and he said, well, I was going to say sex. Like, where is your brain? Because it's not on this planet. Can we please find it? Right. That's not something you have in common with your kid. No. That's, and and it, it's more conversations like that that are recent. So when you add all of this up from 2005 to now, you can't tell me in a week he has changed. And what really right. gets my goat is the idea that people, to include women, are are sticking up for locker room talk. Right, right, right. You know what? It's one thing. If you're talking about that behind closed doors, it is a complete other when you speak it in public and you think that you have the right to do whatever you want to do to somebody else's body. Right. And if your man (laughs) is talking in a locker room like that, 
you might want to reconsider the situation because you're not being as respected as you should be. And put yourself. So someone on a just messaged me. Yeah, someone just messaged me a comment and said it's because of his celebrity status. Now I don't know what that means, but he said something about his celebrity was, status. I guess he felt that. So in the interview back in 2005, Trump had said that because he's a celebrity, and if you're a celebrity, pretty much um, six, you know, in the bracket that you can do whatever you want to people. <laughs> no. That That is just wow. a paraphrase of the actual, and that's what probably what that message was, because he felt that he was in celebrity status. Now, here's the thing. There are people who are not in celebrity status who feel that they can do whatever they want to people. Exactly. The construction workers exactly. that sit on the, on the high beams and catcall yep. women, what are they? They're not yep. celebrities. And they feel that they right. can that they can degrade and demean people, period. Because I promise you that if somebody who's walking by who doesn't fit their normal thought process of what a person should be, they're gonna call out hate stuff to that person walking by. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have Absolutely. to run. No. And that's the but and here's when you put your hands on somebody, it's assault. You are sexually assaulting someone right. when you put your hands on them. And it's actually battery, yeah. but you know. Right. Well I and I think I think, too, we need to make the point that we're not saying that Trump is bad and everyone should vote for Hillary because, quite frankly, I don't like her either. But some of the arguments that I have heard people say, I would rather vote for Trump than Hillary because of Benghazi, because of emails. And I ask questions and say, well, what about Benghazi? What is it particularly about Benghazi that has got you? Because I have really looked at it. And yes, mistakes were made, but mistakes have been made by other people in the past as well. You know, diplomacy is a very complicated thing. And where some people would just say, oh, we'll just declare war on them and, and, you know, kill everybody. Um, There was an attempt at diplomacy there that backfired because she was making an attempt at diplomacy. So I don't know that you can say because she made mistakes, she's not qualified. And the emails, well, I have heard many, many, many other politicians, and I can tell you for a fact, due to some committees I've been on in Arizona, it has happened at a state level as well, where some politicians will use their personal email for information that probably should not have been used through their personal emails. It happens. It's not, I know personally, I have four different email accounts. Right. I know I've gotten confused, you know, and, and it, it, it happens. Again, I don't think that's a criminal thing. I don't think we can really say, you know, it was a great thing because, yeah, mistakes were made. But when you compare making mistakes that were whether they she knew what she was doing or she didn't know what she was doing, it was still a mistake. Right. When you compare someone who makes a mistake with someone who has historically groped women and apparently right. bragged about it, of judging from some of the other comments I'm getting, that one really struck a chord with people. You guys could call in 
Um, I know. (laughs) And this is not political. This is not a political conversation that we're having. Right. We are just, right. It it is sexual assault awareness month, domestic violence awareness month. And this is something that, right. It is a hot topic and we're electing next month. And this is something that is very near and dear to Kelly and I, as far as the the topic goes. So this is not political. We're not saying that one is better than the other. It's just the, Go ahead, like as you were saying. No, I, it, I'm it, sorry, it, I did not mean to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. It just to me the the mistakes don't aren't equal to bashing an entire group of people and you know just going on like, well, I'm a celebrity, I can do whatever I want and and grope women or look down on them or tell people of color they're not worthy and and then all of these other things. I don't. I think that both areas need improvement. I think that yes. both candidates really, really bring to the forefront what is wrong with our society and what we need to take a, a closer look at. But we're not going to be able to have the conversation that needs to be had if we're screaming and yelling and refusing to listen to the other side. You know, conversation requires listening as much as talking. And that's, that's what is really bothering me about the political climate and really society in general recently is that people are not willing to listen. They're not trying to find common ground. They're right. wanting to divide and divide and divide. And if history teaches us anything, it's that when armies in the ancient past wanted to conquer another land, they divided the people so that they could conquer. That's where that phrase divide and conquer comes from. Because anytime you get a society that is a whole, and all of a sudden it starts fractioning off and, you know, we're going to go over here with these people who have blonde hair and green eyes and won't talk to anyone else. And, you know, if you have blonde hair and blue eyes, I'm sorry, you can't join our group. And, this group over here has brown hair and green eyes and they don't communicate with anyone that has blonde hair and green eyes because God, those people are just wrong. You know, when you start looking at that, and I know that sounds really simplistic, but that's kind of what it is because we're all people. And when you get a society that starts fractioning itself off from itself, it's, it never has a good end. You look back through history, you know, history ignored is, is doomed to repeat itself. And that's, that's what is really bothering me about uh, what's going on in, in the States these days. It's very, very, very divisive, and, and no good is going to come from that. Right. That was my soapbox moment. What upsets moment. me, too. No, and my soapbox is the, the hatred that comes from somebody else having a different thought process or belief system than you do. I just read on Facebook before we were live. Well, actually like right before I called into the show, somebody had posted a picture of Hillary making this, this crazy face and said, um, you know, something along the, on the long line, along the lines of, whoops, that was a tongue twister. If you think <laughs> you're stupid, remember there are people voting for Hillary. What did that do? That does absolutely nothing. And I've seen it on the Trump side, too. If you think you're stupid, remember mm-hmm. the people who vote, who are voting for Trump. I've seen it on both sides. What is, how is that helping any progress not. in the United States when you start calling people stupid? 
Yeah, it, it's not. Because, it's very you know, close-minded. And I promise you, there's a Hillary supporter on your Facebook page. They just might not be right. coming out and telling you. You know, right. so that kind of... Well, it's very sad because that's that goes back to what I was saying, too. It's being very divisive, you know, in this in the country. You, We're all Americans. We should all be concerned with getting through the election unscathed, you know, <laughs> because... Really, if you're if you're disgusted with the way things have been going, you have a vote. Vote all the incumbents out. That is what I tell people. If you really think that the country has gone down the wrong path, when it's when your officials are up for election, vote for the other guy. Vote them out of office. That is how the electoral process should work. You know whether it does or not. It's another another show <laughs> but uh, right <laughs> you know there are ways there are ways to show your displeasure with candidates it's a vote but how many right. people and this gets me every time we have an election how many people want to scream and yell and jump up and down and don't vote for that guy don't vote for that guy don't vote for that guy and then they don't vote if you don't vote <laughs> you are not exercising your right to have an input in what is going on. And, you know, whoever you vote for, whoever you like, vote. I mean, that's, that's really, my, my grandmother used to say, if you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain. And yet I see an awful lot of people complaining in areas where there is an, a historically low voter turnout. So that, that always gets me too. But the only way we're going to move forward as a society and make things better, I think everyone wants things to be better in some way. The only way that's going to happen is if we let go of that hate and let go of that anger and listen to people. If you are an old white guy, which I can't imagine we have too many listening to our show, but in case... (laughs) You know, be open. (laughs) We won't now. Now, be open to the idea that maybe it's time to, yeah, that maybe it's time to look at how you treat women. How do you treat people of color? The only real change we can ever make is the change within ourselves. You know, and And what I don't no, how how you look at things is what matters, you know, inside yourself. I don't understand how anybody would be okay with their child being treated that way. And that's, right. that's really when when you think about the way that certain people act towards other people, really, do you want your child, do you want your daughter to be groped because a man thinks that he can do that no matter what his status is? Do you, I mean, is that really what you want for your kid? Are we still stuck there? That I, I just don't right. understand that thinking. I don't understand that. Yeah. Does well, a mom there is want a, a that lady. for her kid? And why are right. you staying you... with a man like that? Why are you treating your children that this is okay? Especially if you I feel disrespected and if you don't you know if you don't like the feeling or you know you just you've gone 30 years and you just kind of want him dead you know why are you still 
telling your kids that this is acceptable behavior? Why are you still teaching this? It, it, I don't understand that. I think it has a lot to do with a lack of self-love. Um, I, I, I think that's what it is. I think you hit on You're, something that's really, really important um, in that so many women have been conditioned through the years by society, by other men, by men, by other women. I mean, we've been conditioned to accept what we can get rather than realizing we are worth more. And I think that's at the heart of a lot of this. I, I, I would even go so far as to say that's at the heart of a lot of the hate being spewed and a lot of the um, a lot of the men who do these these things who who are either refusing to to realize that all races are equal or refusing to realize that groping women is wrong i think that comes down to an inner problem with they have with themselves a lack of self love because if you really love yourself and respect yourself it's impossible to hate someone else. So maybe we need to take a look at it from that angle and realize that people treat other people the way they treat themselves. Which if you look at it that way, boy, doesn't that make Trump scary. You know, and and people yeah. who say things and do things like that, that's really scary. Do you really want someone with a low self-esteem trying to run things? I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. But people don't want to see that. People look at what they want to see. And that's scary. Yeah. I just want to say that I was not... <laughs> saying that out of a place of judgment, I have been in situations Mm -mm. where I have not walked away as fast as I should have. It's a question that needs to be addressed. It it, it is. And, you know, you and I work on helping people get unstuck all of the time. And I am working more now towards uh, working with women who have been in abusive relationships. And, you know, it's, it's something that we all do. We all get stuck. We were afraid. There are so many what ifs. I, I totally understand that. So that was not a place of judgment. It's a, it came from a place of that conversation needs to happen. And I know that somebody it out does. there is going to counter that, that Trump is actually very self-confident and, and um, has a high self-esteem. So what would you say to somebody who would respond that way? Well, no, from everything that we see, he has a very high self-esteem. Well, he's narcissistic. Because he doesn't care and, and he runs his mouth like he wants to. Right. Right. And and you know narcissism is a is something we've talked about on other shows. It's it's really really scary stuff, but um you know he he doesn't he has the appearance of having a very strong sense of, of self-esteem when really he's making himself feel better uh by making other people feel bad. And that's, in a nutshell, what, um, you know, what, what the problem is. You know, that's what narcissism is all about. It's people who think that they need to make other people look bad so that they look better. 
Um, and that's not a clinical definition, of course, but that's been my experience with narcissists, which I've had a lot of experience with narcissists, um, which is really a lot scarier than someone who just has a low sense of self um, because this is someone who thinks they're above other people, they're above right. the law, you know, they're, and, and that's a really scary type of personality to be in charge of anything. I can tell you even the uh, local animal shelter uh, nearly closed down completely because of a narcissist who was running it and felt they could do anything and spend any the money any way they wanted. And, you know, it was a really horrible situation because this person was um, really, really not capable of listening to how other people felt or what was really needed. They had their opinion, and their opinion was the only opinion, and anybody else was wrong, and um, it was a horrible situation. So, yeah, that's that's my take on, on Trump. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know the man personally, but from what I have read and from what I have seen of him um, prior to a couple of weeks ago when I unplugged my TV set, um, that was the conclusion <laughs> I came to. And he, very close-minded, very small-minded. And, you know, there are people, and I, I've talked to people who live where I live who say it's all an act. He's really not that way. He's trying to cater to a particular demographic of the country. And if that's true, number one, he deserves an Academy Award. And number two, how does that make that demographic feel if they think that he's just trying to act the way he thinks they want him to act, um, that's a whole other conversation that people need to have. I personally have not seen evidence that it's that big of an act for him. I don't think it's a stretch for him at all. But um, if it is, terrific acting, you know, because he's very convincing. Um, the bottom line really is we need to have these discussions. You know, we, we right. need to, in our own communities, with, with our own friends, with people that we know and love, we need to start having these difficult discussions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I want to break families apart and make longtime friends, not friends anymore. But these are discussions we need to have openly and honestly and lovingly without accusing people of being stupid or sluts or any of the other wonderful, colorful metaphors I have heard used <laughs> recently to describe people. Because that closes your mind. When you're making a judgment against someone, you can't hear what they're saying, even if you would ordinarily agree with it, because you've already closed your mind. So I think it's really important that we have these conversations. You know, how do you start such a conversation? Well, me, I just start asking questions to people. You know, but find what works for you and really have these conversations because I honestly do believe it all goes back to low self-esteem, low self-love. I think most of society's problems could be resolved if everyone had a healthy sense of self-love and self-esteem. Um, that may sound very simplistic, but that's, that's my viewpoint. 
<laughs> what do you think? I think that's an excellent one. No, I, I agree. I was shaking my head quite a bit <laughs> when you were um, talking because, you know, you're right. And you always hear that people are mean because it makes them feel better. And, uh, you know, I don't get that, but I understand, I guess, that thinking and, and the whole narcissism, like you said, we've talked about it before, and that is a completely different show. But, yeah, it, it's the conversations that are the ones that are the most uncomfortable to have that are the ones that are most needed right now. And I, I love that you started off with not wanting to break up families or friendships because I don't think that that needs to be – I don't think that that needs to happen. I think if, if both parties can, you know, sit down and talk and come to some sort of agreement or some sort of conclusion um, together, you know, that it's not necessarily going to end in a devastating manner. I know there's several people right. on my Facebook who are my friends for real, we knew each other before Facebook, and I see some of the things that they post, and I'm sure they see some of the things that I post, and we just kind of choose to be friends. And there's times where I'm like, I really want the picture, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I'm just going to pull right, that. Right, Because right. we can have conversation in person, and I don't, you know, when you when you sit down and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is why you should this, and this is why you should that, and there's, you're coming from a really heated emotional place. And to particularly text it out, <laughs> a lot gets lost in translation. Right. You could just right. It, and right. if a person is coming from a different place, like let's say they just sat through an hour of hellacious traffic, and now they're reading your comment and they're like, "What? I can't believe she addressed me like that." <laughs> you know, what is? Why right. is she being right. so mean or whatever the case may be? And that's totally not what you know where you were coming from, I tried to avoid that because of that situation. But I also know that right. when we sit down that I can completely come to a point where we agree to disagree. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I think starting conversations with questions really helps because I, I know there is a, a woman who lives in this area and I've, I've uh, talked about her before because um, she's 100 and I was talking to her the other, well, last night when we were having our community meeting, and, and I asked her, I said, why do you feel the way you feel about the political candidates? And I didn't mention either one. And I didn't ask her how she was voting. I said, what was it? Why do you feel that way? And what she did, and keep in mind, she's 100 years old, so she was raised in an area where women were less than human for, for much of her life. And she said, well, I don't like either candidate. But since I have to choose one of them or my vote really truly will not count, and she loves Jill Stein, just an aside. She, I don't know why, but that was her candidate of choice. And she said, since I have to choose one of them, I'm going to have to choose Hillary Clinton. I don't like her, but I feel like she's the lesser of two evils. And I said, well, how did you come to that conclusion? And she said, well, quite simply, because I think we've had a nice long run of middle-aged white men who have taken the country down whatever path they decided to take the country down. And we've had one man of color 
And I think it's about time we have a woman president. And I said, even if you don't like the female president. And she said, oh, really, in the larger scheme of things, I think a woman will do a better job. And I thought, coming from a 100-year-old woman, that was a really interesting idea. Because this woman, I guarantee you, has been a Republican her entire life. And the way she made her point was interesting to me. That she felt like, well, you know, we know what old white men are going to do. Let's so see what happens to her, who doesn't follow that same principle? Because even if you're right. Democrat or Republican, you're an older white man, period. Right. <laughs> you still have the privilege of being a, an older white man, and no right. matter your political affiliation. So, right. Good on her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I thought that was really interesting because I totally expected her to give me all the wonderful qualities about Trump, you know, and, and she didn't go there. And I thought that was really interesting. And a lot of people who were kind of listening to our conversation said the same thing. That was totally unexpected. They would not have thought that of her. But she was very thoughtful in her response. And I know with a lot of the conversations we've had out here about our water issues and we have a number of issues in this area. And what we have started doing is saying, okay, tell me why you feel that way. Because mm. we were getting people, we were having fist fights. The sheriff was having to attend our community meetings wow. because people were getting bloody and battered. And when finally a local resident said, here's what we're going to start doing, we're going to start asking questions rather than making accusations. I want the first response from anybody's mouth to be, why do you feel that way? Tell me, why do you feel that way? And listen to the answer. And I think, you know, this is just one teeny tiny itty bitty community. I mean, all of us, the entire community fits inside one small schoolroom, one small classroom. So this is a tiny place. But I think that's where it has to start. I think it has to start around our own dinner tables. I think it has to start within our own groups of friends. And I think it has to start within our own, expand that outward, your churches, your schools, wherever it is that people gather in your community. I think that's where it has to start. And we have to start having conversations rather than fights. I agree. And that's what I've got to do (laughs) <laughs> I made the comment earlier about anger, but, you know, there's also frustration. People aren't being heard. Yeah. Or they're, right. they're, they're being heard, but they don't feel like they're being heard. Nothing's changing. I think that's a wonderful um, way to run your meetings because it puts people in a place of my voice is important. I am being heard. And, you know, when I first started, I, when we talked about the people who got shot, the whole shoot-up thing that happened with your yep. community meeting, that it, was, that it was anger. And it's more than just anger. It's frustration. It's feeling like your hands are tied and you have right. no idea what, how you're going to crawl out of whatever hole that you have fallen into. And, you know, I, I, you're right. Conversations need to start happening. And I think that's a really good diplomatic way, or maybe mediators work that way as well. Um, 
during the mediation process. Well, but I think that's a, a person wonderful is an quote. attorney, so I'm I'm sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But I I just that's you awesome. know it was to the point here, and I'm sure other communities have have experiences as well. It was to the point where the sheriff finally said, we are not going to come out to your meetings anymore. Either you're going to stop having them or you're going to find out how you can have them that doesn't require a police presence. And that's what we came up with. And I think that same thing is happening across the country. In fact, I know it is. It's happening everywhere because you have such a divided community where everyone is convinced they are right and they have the answers and the other person is dumb. And no one is always stupid or always brilliant. There is always a common ground. And we have more in common with each other than we have differences. And when you start looking for what you have in common with people, you can start having conversations where both parties listen to each other and try to understand the other point of view. And that's what is desperately, desperately needed. Mm -hmm. So do you have anything? (laughs) (laughs) Next week we'll bash Hillary. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's not what this is about. Promise. This is not political vote for who you feel that you need to vote for. Just make sure you're doing yep. it for the right reasons. Make sure you've really right. done your research and understand the person's character. Um, and don't throw mud back. It doesn't get anybody anywhere. That's my, that's no, my political makes... uh, public yep. service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do want to take the last couple minutes here of the show to invite uh, people, really anyone, but um, <clears throat> most of the people involved in this compilation are women. Uh, if you have a domestic violence story, we are still accepting submissions for the journey from surviving to thriving, which is a compilation book, domestic violence uh, with personal stories and how people got through their stories. So if you are someone who has a domestic violence story to share, Or if you know someone, please get in touch with either myself or Lisa, and uh, we will be happy to to give you all of the details. Absolutely. I think we are done for today. How do you feel? I think we are. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) (laughs) My voice is getting hoarse, and I'm going to start coughing. So, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'd love to hear your comments. Um, Let's have this discussion. It needs to be had, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Bye.